Tim Sheehy is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. Tim, thank you so much for being with us in the studio. Good to be with you. Bucks basketball is underway. I wanted to ask you about something that happened last year, and more importantly, what's happening this year to make sure it doesn't happen again. Shootings that were on the outskirts of the Deer District on Water Street, a big bar entertainment district in our city. Uh, this year, extra security is being brought in. How important is it for our city that we get this right? It's it's very important, and any time you go to an event and you hear there's extra security, two things happen. You feel, great, I'm safer, but why do they need the extra security? So, by and large, the Deer District is very safe, but this is a really important message for the entire state legislature to hear. This is why Milwaukee needs access to a sales tax, so we make sure we can invest in public safety and put the officers that need to be on the street on the street, especially when we have large events, and do it in a way that the rest of the city isn't left blank. All right, got to ask you something related to that because you brought it up. I talked to a city leader this week, two days ago, as a matter of fact, who said that they fear that the goodwill that had taken place six, eight months ago between Cavalier Johnson and Robin <clears throat> Boston, the legislature, has stalled and has kind of lost its momentum and that there's some bad feelings that are taking place. You're connected to a lot of people. I know you're going to say you're still optimistic that these things get done. Has the tone changed in the last few months? Yeah, I think the tone's changed because now we're getting down to the final strokes of what's really going to happen, and people start to harden their positions, um, and that leads to you know tough feelings. But I believe you know both parties are going to work through this. Uh, I talked to the speaker today. He's committed to helping the city solve its pension problems. The mayor is very passionate about getting the city back on the right track. But, yeah, when you get down to the final strokes here, it does get contentious, but they'll work through it. I'm glad to hear you say that. Want to shift gears a little bit and talk about Christy Brown becoming the new president of Alverno College. She's a well-known figure, but we want to talk about the smaller colleges in the area, in particular just having lost Cardinal Stritch. That was a huge loss to our community. They didn't have enough margin uh, in order to make it. So how do we have to adapt to keep these smaller colleges going? Yeah, the real key here is it still takes 18 years to make an 18-year-old. Right. <laughs> and we're making fewer of them. <laughs> So if you think about just in West Bend, the talk about merging Moraine Technical College up there with UWM, and you look at the senior class in West Bend, which is a 1,000 students, the first grade class is 350 students. So there's fewer students. So universities that are less well-funded, like Cardinal Stritch, are going to face a challenge, and so is Alverno. So they have to figure out ways to be more creative, um, address their cost structure, bring more students in, and be of value to people that have already graduated who might want to come back and get further degrees. So it's going to be an ongoing challenge. You have to graduate people who are going to be able to work in your community, really. It sounds more like we're we're moving that to, to real jobs, access to real jobs once you come out with a yeah, degree. But, but I, I don't want to dismiss <clears throat> the arts and the culture and the history and everything else that's an important part of it, but you're right. Um, it puts a premium on universities that are going to put students out into the workforce and jobs that are in demand. And that shifts away from liberal, liberal, more liberal arts education. Yeah. Tim Sheehy's with us, the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. Tim, I found this amazing. I was doing research on the cruises that come in and out of Milwaukee <clears throat> beginning next month. And there are cruises you can get on in Milwaukee that end up in Antarctica. And I find that just absolutely amazing and incredible. My question for you is... Is the economic impact that these cruises bring into Milwaukee more important, or is the imaging, branding, exposure part of this more important? 
Yeah, let's. So everybody's head spinning when you just said that. So remember yeah. the St. Lawrence Seaway. That's right. <laughs> Otherwise, they can't get there. <laughs> but you can, but, right? You can go all the way can. through there, down to <laughs> right. South America. Because somebody's going. What? How does that, How does work? that work? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're right. I mean, there were eight ships that visited, thirty-three visits, and the interesting thing with Milwaukee. Uh, and, and those eight ships, I think, brought 13,000 people here. But the interesting thing about the cruise business is you need a destination to start, as you know, you've been on them, and then to finish. So Milwaukee's been a good place to host both the, both the start and the finish of some of these cruises. So not only do we get the cruise ships coming here, people come here a couple days before and may stay a couple days after. So it's really a nice boon to the Milwaukee's economy. Uh, Brady Street Hotel project getting common council approval. That area has been had some trouble, so this is really important. How is this going to address the needs of the neighborhood? Yeah, it's it's a challenge with a neighborhood that's pretty tight knit, where parking is tight, and now you're going to put a hotel in there. So I, I think they have a plan to address the parking. Um, again, it's going to be a nice property taxpayer, nice rooftop deck, but it starts to change the dynamic of the neighborhood, and that's always the tension is people say, I liked it the way it was, it was pretty neat, and now you're making a big change to it. So they'll work through that, but that's happening all over the city. MMAC studies economics are tax base. People who pay tax, it's tax day. It's the 18th this year. Yesterday was two days ago, excuse me, two days ago was tax day. So we just passed that. Who pays taxes in the United States? It's not everybody, is it? No, I always find this fascinating. There are 180 million U.S. tax filers, and those tax filers pay for 54% of the federal government. But when you look at who pays taxes, um, 70, 70% earn less than 100000 or of the 70% of the tax filers who earn less than 100000 they only pay 1.5% of those taxes. The next 25% who earn between a hundred and five hundred thousand dollars pay 50% of the taxes. Wow. What's really interesting though is the top bracket, um, pays those with 200,000 income or more pay 10, they're 10% of the filers, but they pay 80% of the taxes. 80%. 80%. And half of that 80% comes from people that make a million or more. And we want to tax those people more. We want to tax those people more. Wow, that is a very interesting statistic. Let's talk about home initiatives in the area. Um, the Milwaukee Initiative kicks off, and it's starting to turn these city-owned vacant lots into sort of usable homes. And this is an interesting movement to get millennials into the home ownership. How do we do that here by balancing our, our housing demands and, and getting people living in the city? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really good question. And I know that our organization is involved in um what we would call workforce housing, and in some cases, that first housing. And so it's working with people that can put homes together less expensively, get them on a property, make a mortgage affordable, and get people into them. So it's a great way to use um, vacant lots, and it's an important part of any community's success is making sure that there are opportunities for living or home ownership at lots of different income levels uh, that match the, um, n- the the new homeowner or people that are working them th- their way up to paying lots of taxes. Yeah, exactly. All right, Tim, what's your good news of the week? My good news of the week is that went relatively unnoticed. I think it was last night, the Racine County Board voted 18 to 1 to approve the sale of f- 315 million acres to Microsoft so they can start to put a billion dollars into a computing center down there, which on Microsoft's own words will start to employ hundreds of people. 
So that's great news for the region, great news for the community, and certainly great news for the property tax base in Racine County. Man, I miss that. I'm glad you're here. That is that's good news. That's huge. And, and it's maybe a company that has a little more uh, uh, thought about whether it's going to follow through on actually getting this done versus Foxconn, for example. Yes, and this yeah. is actually 315 <laughs> acres that Foxconn sold. Yeah. Right. So um, a really nice move to get Microsoft really into the community. Right. Tim Sheehy is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. Always great stuff. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome.